and welcome to episode two. Episode two. How are we gonna follow up with Coochie Fire? <laughs> <laughs> also, props for consistency. We're actually trying to get this out one week after. This the last will not one. be a blog. A scenario where we promise one a week and right. then here we <laughs> So uh, also, holy crap, we are approved for iTunes and Google Play. So just another outlet that you get to hear our voices. Beautiful voices. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So Victoria, what are we drinking today? Oh yes, um, today we're going with the rum. Mm-hmm. We uh, found this very uh, hipster, let's say rum called... Like Diplomatico? Diplomatico, Jamaican mm. rum, and it's awesome. Cheers. Right? Cheers. Oh, I'm not really a rum person, but this is this is really good. Yep, starting our Friday strong, which we actually happen to be filming out in L.A. today. L.A., so what brought us here, Victoria? <laughs> I sound so like, I didn't even know why I showed up here, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so we're here to visit some friends, mm-hmm. um, but also check out SCC Long Beach, which yeah. happened yesterday. Right? Yeah, so um, for you guys might not know, but every year there's a few trade shows around the country mm-hmm. on um, ingredients. Specifically for chemists. For chemists, yes. <laughs> uh, it's usually in New York. The yeah. New York one happens every year. This yeah. one in Long Beach happens every other year. Yeah. So we decided to drive on down and check it out. I really liked it. It's, it's nicer. Way different yeah, vibe. Yeah, it's a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. But the New York one is always a little overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. There's just so many suppliers. And, and Javits Center is a nightmare. I, I, I parked there last time we went. Oh, yeah. I, my car got pooped on. I got a parking ticket. And I, I had a lot of road rage that day. It's always so stressful getting to Javits. Like, yeah. once you get to Javits, it's chaotic. But it's I think you're already in that chaotic mindset just mm-hmm. trying to get there. So, yeah, this one was nice. And it was beautiful oh my god yes next to the ocean Mm -hmm. so uh yeah definitely we'll be doing that again um so what did we see gloria what do we like um well i i like that we opened strong with (laughs) we like that it's quiet (laughs) we saw a lot of actives well our focus every year is active Mm -hmm. it's probably more interesting to you guys too i mean i'm sure we can sit here and talk about seconders for half an hour about who really cares but um (laughs) on the actives front we saw a lot of peptides yeah and what's always kind of interesting is seeing how the same types of peptides are repackaged and remarketed from the supplier side yeah so this time around we saw something that caught our eye that was like synthetic placenta and we were like oh synthetic placenta (laughs) (laughs) do tell but it turns out what it is is they just you know mapped um certain peptides from you know a placenta and basically did a peptide blend based off of that so totally not a synthetic placenta at all but uh we can see why I, I, I suppose it's better than if it, they actually try to grow a placenta, placenta extract. Yeah, placenta. Who's placenta? Oh, don't you're asking too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> something else we see a mm. lot of is retinol and retinol yeah. derivatives. There are different yeah. formats of retinoids. I like it. Yeah, I'm happy about that. yeah. There's more data on Bakuchio. Kio. Kio. I okay. So we've talked to the sales rep from the producer of Baku Chio Kyo, and I've heard different pronunciations yeah. every time. So yeah. if there's no consensus from the producers, then we'll just keep winging it. <laughs> um, but anyway, it shows that, guys, retinoids are here to stay. It's not just a short-term trend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think 
you know, there's always going to be that struggle with retinol in terms of the whole onboarding process and, uh, you know, getting your skin to kind of calibrate to that concentration. So we like that there's all these derivatives. There's all these new encapsulation technologies mm-hmm. that we're really excited about. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that'll be that'll be around yep. and trending. Uh, something that we'll always hear about is new plant oils, magical so plant oils. It's it's always there. So if you're if you're a cosmetic chemist, it doesn't take more than a year for you to loathe plant oils. Because <laughs> every time you go to your show, someone is trying to sell you a plant oil. Right. And they're always like, we there are these companies that kind of hang these things in a jar and you stick your finger in the jar to feel the <laughs> magical oil. Yeah, it, does, it, it just doesn't feel quite sanitary. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. It's a category that always, I guess, there will always be another plant oil. Right. Now, do I mind, like, you know, finding another, like, another oil to replace the rosehip seed oil, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't mind having yeah. options. Yeah. I mean, for our better oil, we went on an oil hunt, so it's yeah. definitely an important topic. But it's just sometimes you go there and it's extra hokey year and it just... <laughs> You kind of roll your eyes at that, but yeah. <laughs> and I think the other thing that is annoying with formulating oils is mm-hmm. there's pl- batch-to-batch variation mm-hmm. depending on the crop, and the smell is always surprising. It, yeah, it's a mixed <laughs> bag, and especially yeah. with the nicer ones, yeah. the unsaturated ones. So yeah. the two of us, while we're developing our own The Better Oil, mm-hmm. we... We read the story, this pamphlet on this um, Sacha Inchi oil. Yeah. And we really liked it. We liked the profile. We liked the studies. And we got a sample. We're like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it smells no coming- like broccoli. <laughs> yeah, there's no coming back from that. There's a, I, but you think it smells like broccoli? I think it smells like old broccoli. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I think we loved feeling is just kind of that same. I don't know, disgruntled, discouraged vibe with antioxidants. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually because there's all this antioxidant potential that we're feeling discouraged with all of the, the, how the testing goes. Right, right. It just will always be the same, and it's just not a very good way of showing their free radical quenching capabilities and how that translates to skin. So it's always a claim that you'll hear a lot. Right. So, uh... If you follow us for a while, you probably roll your eyes thinking, oh my god, they're talking about vitamin C again. Like, yeah. Okay, tell me something new. We would love to tell you something new. We've but, been dying to tell you something new. Right, but the testing is just really lacking yeah. in our department. Um, I mean, we can get very philosophical about why that we is. We did. We actually, unfortunately, put our followers we went there? through the torture. Oh, we went there. Remember, we did a whole week of why antioxidants are so oh, discouraging. I'm so sorry. And thank you for reading all of that if you did. Um, yeah. Speaking of our followers and what we put them through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so shout out to at Tessa River for stopping us and saying hi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, there's just something about meeting people from the Instagram community that has us just all like bubbling over and mm-hmm. just we look crazy just being like, You're real, you're real. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when 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 Taz first came up and said I was mildly mortified because I felt like I was in my hobo mode, like yeah. hair was all <laughs> over the place. 
That's how we look Very like 99% of the yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> and she was so sweet. Yeah, so awesome. So that's always, like, definitely one of the, like, very rewarding moments of doing the Instagram. Doing this, yeah. And, yeah, just new friends. Yeah, so best of luck with your career, school, everything, Tess. So. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right, so let's go to a new segment. New segment. So first things first, uh, PTR, Peter Thomas Roth, actually just launched um, two new, I would say, AHA um, peels. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them happens to be Pro Strength Exfoliating Super Peel that has 35% phytic acid, 14% glycolic acid, and 0.4% salicylic acid. Thank you for transparent percentages. Um, but I think why we want to talk about it is what's phytic acid i think that's something that a lot of people don't know too much about Mm -hmm. um so yeah so phytic acid is actually usually used at very very low levels in um in formulas as a ph agent as a chelator there's Mm -hmm. a lot of different functions around it it's derived from rice bran i think a lot of it there um it's actually naturally found in like wheat and corn and actually a lot of other a lot of stuff yeah. yeah Um, I've worked with it. I personally hated working with it because <laughs> what what happens is like people think of these organic acids that you use in skincare super mild, which compared to the actual industrial acids, they are. But phytic acid has a lot of acid groups. And what that means is even a little bit crash the pH. I'm talking about 0.8. My pH meter can barely register this level of acidity. Mm-hmm. So you always with phytic acid products, you always have to use a lot of sodium hydroxide to bring the pH back up. Yeah. Which you can see in this product that it's right after the phytic acid, sodium hydroxide. Yep. And even it's actually before, a before glycolic yes. acid. So yeah. um yeah, and I think you know, as as I think the hesitation with phytic acid mm-hmm. as a pigmentation fighter is that it's just not very well studied. A right. lot of things, a lot of the tests done are always in blends with other wonderful pigment agents. Right. So um, It's also been studied as a peel, but yeah. also as a blend with yes. existing... Um, exactly. So for the phytic acid peel, we will recommend this for people who haven't had that much luck with yeah. um, more traditional AHAs like mm-hmm. glycolic and lactic. Um, the jury's a little... It's not... Like Victoria said, the efficacy is not as proven as your glycolic and lactic, um, and we do expect this to be a little bit gentler than the uh, and then than glycolic. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let us know. What works out you, for you. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. All right, and then something else I think just kind of want to mention is just lately the sheer amount of celebrities coming out with makeup is mystifying right we've heard of kylie lady gaga Uh rihanna even now millie brown but what millie bobby brown Brown. really yeah she's a child i know i did like her in stranger things i know me too i love it was a great character yes Oh, Halloween costume. Yeah. Like budget Halloween costume. Definitely trending. <laughs> Guys, if, I sh- if you see me with a shaved head in November. <laughs> You'll know why. <laughs> yeah, but um, so it got me kind of curious about what other celebrities kind of went down this path. So let me just read off a few that you probably didn't know of. So Hilary Duff. She's, oh, that's what she's doing now. Oh, so. From Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. 
Uh, and then both Victoria and David Beckham. I know about that mm. because I think David Beckham's skincare line was produced by L'Oreal. L'Oreal? Yep. Yeah. But the Victoria Beckham, I didn't quite know about. I, I think didn't that's know new. Either. It's with the Estee Lauder. Oh, I think so. house divided. <laughs> Ooh. And then uh, if you've heard of Art of Skincare, mm-hmm. that's Kobe Bryant's line. Kobe Bryant has a skincare line? Yep. I guess retired that athletes need a new career. That man can do anything. Mm. It's so unfair. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> and then Salma Hayek has done hers and Eva Mendes. And those are actually in, uh, they used to be in like drugstore brands like CVS and Walgreens. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But... And you know what? There's going to be more to come. I mean, uh, Ariana Grande, is apparently she's going to come out with a line. More Kardashian sisters coming. Right. I mean, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and Selena Gomez. So it just all kind of hints at all the makeup that we'll see in the future. Uh, Have you guys yeah. had any luck with these celebrity lines? Yeah. You know, the Rihanna and the... Yeah, the Fenty Beauty and um, Kylie line has more of a report with mm. the general public. Um, There's even, like, YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know, but, yeah, that have their own palettes, too. Um, yeah, if you have one that you think we should look into, mm-hmm. um, let us know. Otherwise, we're lost. We're, we're not good with keeping up with the... Too many. Uh, too many. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyways, that's it. Okay, enough of that. So enough of the news. Yeah, enough of the news. All right. All right so in this next segment, it is the ingredient corner. Ingredient corner. We need a little jingle for these segments. So yeah. Like, <laughs> so we so can I'm stop now singing. Making this up <laughs> yeah. So uh, first off, let's just talk about kojic acid. I know we we talked about pigmentation a few pigmentation actives with ptr so i think kojic acid is one that doesn't really get a lot of highlight it flies under the radar yeah Yeah. but you know it's an active that came from uh japan origins you find in a lot of japanese products Mm -hmm. um but you rarely hear about and it kind of just sounds like a nice afterthought um yeah so it's used in it's a tyrosinase inhibitor, yes. so all your whitening, uh, pigment, even skin tone type of products. Um, uh. You need it. <laughs> you need you need this ingredient around one to four percent, even two mm-hmm. percent seems to be more of a sweet spot that clinical studies have shown efficacy. Yeah. Um, and formulation wise, it's there. <laughs> There's a catch. There's always, always a catch. catch. This is, I believe, it's one of the core ingredients in SkinCeuticals discoloration serum, the original one or the old one. I don't know if it's the original one. Mm. It turns black. It goes from a creamy light yellow to black. <laughs> I almost want to say any active that changes on you probably does something for your skin. <laughs> yeah, a great that's, that's a really sad rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah. But that also means when you pick your product, you should definitely be mindful of yes, shelf of life. Formula changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be skeptical if it's in a bright, open, clear jar yeah. or a very pretty, clear dropper. Not name dropping. <laughs> anyway yeah so anyways yeah i i just think that we don't hear about that when we think of pigmentation but mm-hmm. it's definitely worth a look especially if you're in asian countries and yep you see that in the inky of their pigment uh, their pigmentation products so yeah uh otherwise let's talk about 
formulation and ingredient mishaps. Oh yeah, we've we've all been there. We've encountered so many <laughs> on yeah. our journey of making Chemist Confession products. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I don't even know where to begin. So the most recent one, and it's like a constant struggle, right? There's always you never know, really know ingredient until you you work with it hands on. Um, a lot of times you would go to these trade shows, we might be introduced to this really cool ingredient with actual good data, and we're so excited to work with it. And we get the sample, open the jar, and just just gag. <laughs> Cause, yeah. yeah. The, 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 sometimes, like, it works beautifully in a mm-hmm. formula, but then the issue is it smells like feet. Fermented feet. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone knows the C, the classic C ferula combination smells yeah, like hot, hot dog, dog water. water. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like people have accepted the hot dog water, which smell. is great because yeah. then that means uh, brands now don't actually have to dump in too much fragrance right. to try to hide all of that. So right. I think it's like we're on a very good trajectory, uh, trajectory for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like. I mean, we, we brought up this story before with baby steps when we were deciding between, you know, lactic acid forward or oh, gluconolactic, mm-hmm. ugh, gluconolactone forward. Uh, lactic acid really smelled funky. It just it has a, it, it's sweet. It's yeah. derived from, it, it has a sweetness to it, but underneath it, it just smells acidic. Yeah, and, you know, it's great if you're just using it, like, as a booster, as we mm. said, you, you can dilute it into your moisturizer. But when you have a full-on mask of that, just like sitting, it, it definitely makes you want to gag a little bit. All you smell is lactic acid. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing with ingredients. And I think that's also why we like formulating mm-hmm. is because there are surprises. And it's definitely problem-solving how to like work around some of these I would say, flaws yep. of the ingredient. Um, we've all made mistakes. So what's one that you've made? <laughs> <laughs> well, Not I think, me! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, as a rookie formulator, I think the thing I... I, I, I am definitely a klutz. Let me just mm. <laughs> put that out there right now. So um, it's always um, bad when I have to deal with those flighty powders that you mm-hmm. put in for texture. So things like silica, aerogel, uh, PMSQ, that's the polymethacyloswaxane. <laughs> There's all these flighty powders with just a whiff. It will just fly. And so nothing screams more of being a scrub when you're, you know, you're batching and it just looks like something, you just, a blizzard happened all over your oh, lap. I was going to say it looks like a cocaine party, but yeah, <laughs> it's a blizzard. <laughs> yeah, or a cocaine party. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Gloria. Huh? I, I, no, it's I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is a little bit, it's kind of bad because, okay, so when you work in a lab, you're yeah. supposed to wear your protective equipment, like your goggles, your gloves, oh, yeah. like all that jazz, right? Yeah. Once in a while, you're like, okay, I'm stepping in for a hot second, doing something really quick. Yep. yep. <clears throat> oh, and, and how it works is the lab is always a clean space. Right. So it's separated from you know, a cubicle or desk where, you know, you can even, like, drink water or eat a snack. So, you know, the thought of, you have to imagine, like, putting on a lab coat, safety goggles, your shoes. It's a bit cumbersome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So So once I was working on a project that involved professional strength peels, Mm, um, uh and I remember, oh, I have to, oh, I have to, 
has the stability and observes all these sample jars yeah. I have. And I, all I really needed to do was open it, uh, smell it, and make sure the scent didn't change because I did all the other specs already. So I ran into the lab, no goggles, no gloves, no lab coat. I was like, whatever, this will be really quick. I opened it, being the nut clots that I am, <clears throat> tripped over my own foot and poured half the jar over my own hand. Ooh. So what that what kind of pH were you looking at? We were talking about probably 1.1 or maybe 0.9 with high levels of alcohol. Ooh. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. <laughs> I had peely hands for a few days. Any injuries? No, no, no. I, I mean, so the thing is, Professional strength peels, it's not going to be like a hydrochloric acid. You're not melting your skin on contact. Yes, we would right? never put that on your face. Right, never. Not even a professional setting. Uh, what that did do was, <clears throat> I guess a lot of the acid did go into my shrimp corneum and made me shed. Like, nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the sound my uh, shrimp corneum was making as it parachutes off my hand. Your keratinocytes were taking flight. <laughs> yeah. But I had baby hands for a week after that. <laughs> All right. So that's enough for ingredient corner. Um, and it's a staple. I guess we always talk about we want to give you a decode that IL tip. Oh, yes. What was the one for last week again? Uh, it was disodium EDTA. Yes, a guarantee under, well under 1% ingredient. Yeah, and sometimes, uh, phenoxy is the, I think, the, the more well-known one um, yeah. that will definitely give you the 1% mark. But, you know, I think brands are getting savvy about the placement, so mm-hmm. well, disodium EDTA is another one. And for today's fun fact... Uh, we thought of a quick insurance policy for sometimes the products you're buying is mm-hmm. um, if you see niacinamide fairly high up on the ingredient list. Right. So what Victoria means by insurance policy is a lot of times <laughs> uh, we, we, can, we can understand brands struggle with telling a story. Yeah. Everyone seems to, for every season they're, they want a different story, basically. And not to mention making claims is actually very challenging. Right. So... For a brand, they have the store ingredients, and they usually want to cushion it with insurance ingredients yes. that will deliver at least a base level of results. Yes. And niacinamide is a very common one you'll find there. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. It doesn't have the stability issues of a lot no. of other important actors. Plays well with a lot. Yeah, it is a little basic bitty when on the chemistry <laughs> side because you toss it in water, you toss it in, forget it, and it's fine. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that really works. And also, not even from a marketing standpoint, but for your shopping, for ease of shopping, sometimes you just don't know what ingredient is and you don't know if the active's in there. But if you do find niacinamide, probably in like the top 10 ingredients, um, it's probably a good, it's a good solid plus. So where are some other ones we should look for? Yeah, so I think a common one we'll find is panthenol Mm -hmm. as a good soothing ingredient that actually does also have hydrating benefits. Um, We'll see NMFs like sodium PCA around, so those are all good too. Yep, and as usual, if all else fails, there's glycerin, which is a base level hydration. And that should be major. like in the top five ingredients. Oh, at least, typically. usually you'll see a like two or three. Yeah. Even. yeah. So, anyway, that's right. the tip of the day. Another thing that happened during this LA trip is we got to hang out with one of our best, I guess best friends along the way Mm -hmm. of building chemist confessions angela who um 
she is an awesome esthetician master yes she is awesome <laughs> yeah and she in terms of estheticians um and this like their skill set we just that's definitely not our expertise mm-hmm. so we learn so much from her right and we always think about think about your skin from there, there's different ways to think about it an esthetician is the person who touches your face uh, who know who may know your <laughs> history Take it with that gentle, soothing touch. <laughs> yeah, so they they can understand your skin better than uh, most people. You know, yeah. especially if you get a good one, they can observe changes and yeah. catch things before you even know it. Yeah, like we mentioned last time, you know, they they almost end up being like your therapist because they can they can just see from your skin, like based on congestion and irritation. They already know. So what's going on with life? And Angela is just our therapist in general. Yeah, she's super <laughs> Unfortunately, sweet. she yes. didn't know befriending us. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, and we just kind of want to talk about estheticians and um, that some. world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the procedures that you get done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that we see about the esthetician world is like trendy procedures those are your vampire facials or your penis peanut penis penis facials <laughs> so those are the ones that you might have heard of because celebrities will yeah. rave about it mm-hmm. but the reality is kind of like skincare active trendy uh, procedures don't tend to hold up or at least no one really knows yet yeah Exactly. You know, it, it's, again, kind of like the ingredients that we like um, are backed by uh, years of support. Mm-hmm. Same goes for facials. Right. And um, some of the procedures that are done, like microneedling and high-level peels. peels. Yeah. Right? yeah. So um, with that, uh, any horror stories? So for me, um, I actually have really bad luck with them yeah. uh, as dietitians. Before I before I went in the industry, my mom has taken me to a few facials, mm-hmm. and I always get the ones uh, where Asian facials. Yeah, they just steam the crap out of your face. Oh, uh-huh. and then they and then they slather on these tubs of you don't know what. Yes, always and, with the oil. Yeah, and then they play you that music. You know the mm. ones that say, "Are you stressed? Well, don't be." Listen like, to the running water. Yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and it just I don't know what it did for me. So yeah. once I I went out my uh, I went to try to look for a medical esthetician and I got this lady and I was like hey listen I have these like I don't have acne issues but I have these uh, blackheads and some congestion in my skin so can you help clear it that lady like gouged a hole in my so, skin so like lanced it but like oh yeah but with like a toothpick <laughs> yeah and then she and then she told me she basically told me to stop being a being a whiny little bitch <laughs> I was so hard. Oh, was, oh, so comforting. This is a wonderful yeah, bedside manner. So she was like digging in. I was like, ow, it hurts. And she said, it is supposed to. If you just wait, it will be fine. It was not fine. That's like classic Asian like culture. It's just like no Like pain, the suck no it gain. up culture. Yeah. yeah. And thank you, Angela. Now I know it doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> you know, I got to be honest, though. Like, I have always been very skeptical of mm. another person touching my face, especially when you're dealing with acne. Yes. And you just don't trust anything that they're going to slather on. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like I honestly didn't even entertain the esthetician world until meeting Angela. I got to be honest. And mm-hmm. just 
I guess meeting someone that is that knowledgeable and understands um, what is good and bad for your skin, uh, you definitely feel like, okay, I can, I can put my skin in your hands. Yes. <laughs> so, so no horror story for me, right. luckily. So maybe a few helpful tips. Yeah. If, if we've convinced you to try to scope out esthetician, yeah. um, there's definitely pre and post procedural uh, steps you can take to yeah. make sure you have the best time possible. Yeah. Um, so a good pre-procedural um, tip is de- decide kind of scope out what you want to do. If you want to do a high-level peel or whatnot, if you're using AHAs or retinoids at home, mm-hmm. you should definitely let your esthetician know. Because de- yes. depending on the strength that you're using um, and how long you've been on it, the esthetician might ask you to stop for a little bit before coming in. Yeah. Um, and they will definitely, they can definitely help tailor the whatever they put on you to your existing regimen so it doesn't get too irritating. Yep. And then in terms of post-procedural care, um, really just soothe skin. You soothe know? and sunscreen. Uh, yeah, and sunscreen. So just keep skin calm. Also, you, you should keep calm too. Um, mm. those procedures will always have a little bit of irritation mm-hmm. um, micro needling it can get really itchy mm-hmm. um, but just know that that's normal and you know just keep skin happy and you'll yeah. be fine yeah. you'll get through it True. also I think another thing about the esthetician is a lot of times if you just tell them the problem that you are concerned with whether it's pigmentation wrinkles sallowness you know mm-hmm. like um they will know what to do, right. you know, like do a reading up front, but a good one will know how to take care of you and will know how to take care of you after that. Right. I, yeah. It's just, it's, it's great. It's another tool for great skin. So, um, so yeah. yeah. Time to break it up and go to the next section. Break, break, break it up. Break, break, break it up. Taking a break from skincare and skin science. Yes, fun fact. Fun we, fact, we do other things or we read about <laughs> we <try> other <laughs> things. Um, yeah. One yeah. thing that I think we share is our fascination with animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just like their behavior, their anatomy, how like how the things we share with like animals, I guess. I'm that creepy neighborhood lady that walks around with a bag of freeze-dried tuna. She totally does. In case I run into like a insane. cute cat. Instant Amazon purchase <laughs> if she finds out a cat is nearby. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna buy you treats. Yeah, so um, we're gonna just insert a little fun animal fact for us. And hopefully this is gonna be a recurring thing that we do that's a little weird. But Yeah. So, fun fact! Did you know that we actually have a lot in common with the fruit fly. Really? Like the one that's sitting on a banana right now? You should throw that banana <laughs> out. <laughs> but yeah, so um, NASA actually has a lot of interest in um, similarities between fruit flies and humans because it's obviously a lot cheaper to send uh, your banana out to space <laughs> than the human with being. Fruit flies. With fruit flies. Um, the family of fruit flies. Yes. I see. They share, I think, some, somewhere around 50% of the um, of their gene codes. There is a similar, if not very, the same copy in male and Really? Genes. Yeah. But they're so simple. 
sometimes I think my boyfriend may have more in common with our fruit fly. <laughs> explains a lot. You're right. You're right. Explains a lot. <laughs> so if you don't care about that fact, well, we're sorry. So anyway, <laughs> last but not least. Well, actually, let's just mention if you have a fun animal fact you'd oh, like to share, share, feel free to write us at info at <laughs> We love them, so it's just a great oh, yeah. fun thing for our day. I have totally bought the book, like Sad Animal Facts. Oh, yeah, those no. are so cute. Anyway. Yeah. All right, um, and we're going to just finish up with questions from our followers um, just over this week. Yeah, so Tess, hi again. <laughs> <laughs> she asked us, uh, talking about sun cushions, Korean cushion mm. foundations with just sunscreen the sponge, mm-hmm. viable method for midday application, better than mist at least. Um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, actually. Um, it is 100% better than the mist. And I would totally use it over those sunscreen powders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the blush powders. Yeah. So the thing with sunscreens always, can you reliably get an even coating? Mm-hmm. And with the cushion application, it, it translates really well, actually. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole selling point of cushion foundations, right? Is how well you can pat it down. Exactly. And but I think the only thing I struggle with... Korean cushions is they just don't make it for my skin tone color. It is so white. It's so <laughs> it's a little pale for me, and I'm yeah. very pale. If you ever want to go into the more tan range, that would be greatly appreciated. Hi, Korean brands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second question: What's so bad about cocoa betaine? That is a great question. Mm. Um, it's oh. I mean, generally, it's known to be gentle and actually does great cleansing, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, there are certain byproducts in the way it's processed that can actually cause irritation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we, you know, instead of having to sift through all the cocoa betaine manufacturers, um, we actually just chose to do without, and um, it's just not for everyone. Right, and I think it's just to give people an option, yep. because on the market, if you have your SLS-based cleansers, you have your SLES-based cleanser, and you have your cocoa betaine mm-hmm. cleansers, and that is... Probably close to 90% yes. of the gentle cleansers yeah, you see out true. there. So, like, for those people who are irritated by these three um, surfactants, yeah. you're kind of out of luck. So, that's yeah. why we wanted to make a version without cocoa yeah. And other, um, another surfactant you can look at is SCI. Sodium cocoa acetinone. That one is also great, um, wonderful, gentle surfactant. Um, the only thing is, it, it does burn eyes. Yeah, I, it, I, I get the kind of water, like tears. Yeah, for me too, and it's kind of funny because it's positioned to be gentle all around. But my personal experience, same thing, it's yeah. just like, it's almost like when they made it, it's like, we will claim that it doesn't irritate the eyes more. <laughs> just, it's like a, a little surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it will be a surprise. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, third question. Hi, I thought the science on peptides was super flimsy. What are your thoughts? Oh, Lord. Uh, can of worms. Can of worms. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we agree, basically. Yeah, I think it, it's really hard because peptide research is very expensive mm-hmm. to start. Um, a lot of the data is actually held, is proprietary. So that's why we find that it can get really flimsy because the claims are wild. Wildly creative. Yeah. Um, and then also sometimes the peptide stability is not all that great. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we actually appreciate um, suppliers like Sederma, mm-hmm. who um, 
you guys may have heard we talk about Matrixel a lot. Mm-hmm. They also have a few others like Haloxel, Eyeless, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just a few trade name blends that, mm-hmm. that Sodoma actually study. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we appreciate that they constantly do clinicals to kind of uh, reconfirm some of the claims that they make. Um, so, I mean, if there's uh, supplier brands with peptides doing that kind of work, then great. But otherwise, yeah, we kind of get you. Um, next question. What is your take on products listing 20 to 30% AHA and they only have fruit extracts in the <laughs> ink list? Do you think that's possible? No. Triggered! <laughs> so triggered. I hate it. I, yeah. I, I hate products that don't even... Even without claiming, like, say, 20 to 30%, products that claim AHAs in general with just fruit extracts is is kind of my pet peeve. Yeah, it's... Uh, I think if you you do spot that, then just simply walk away because it's just not a good picture at all of the right amount of AHAs you should have. Right. End of story. End of story. <laughs> all right, next. And final question, how long can you keep a sealed, unopened antioxidant bottle? This is a great question. Mm, so usually the shelf life of unopened products three is three years. Um, with antioxidants, throwing a factor of where you live mm. and if it goes through drastic temperature changes. Mm-hmm. So if you put it somewhere where during summer it might get... Balmy beaches. Yeah, it might get hot or if it's extra, extra Under humid. Under a window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, use common sense there. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we typically say store it in vampire settings, so think cold, dark. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we want to say for antioxidant, also, like, dial that three-year mark back to two, because by the time you bought the product, it's already been in the warehouse for a little bit of time, so factor mm-hmm. that in a little bit, yeah. too. And I, I would say one final tip is when you do open the bottle, use it. Like, yeah. don't decide. Don't stop. Don't look back. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> don't decide. Uh, I'm going to use it Monday. And then maybe next week on Wednesday, you know, just use it consistently and get through the bottle, I think, for best case scenario. All right. So that's episode two. We made it, guys. Oh, man. We don't have a cool title like Coochie Fire this time. Well, next week, uh, let us know what we should talk about. Yeah. um, Questions are great. um, And you give us ideas. Yeah. um, If you see any weird treatments, let us know. Oh, yes, please. And yeah, thank you guys for all the support and all the critique on mm-hmm. our first. So sorry about those planes flying over <laughs> and the chairs that were dancing around on the floor. <laughs> sorry. And, yeah. But um, hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll talk to you next time. Write to us if you have any questions or concerns at info at chemistconfessions.com. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye guys.